This is the Spapreneur Podcast, episode 175. Today's episode is brought to you by Demented Ramona. <laughs> to be fair, she has very tiny humans and they're around a lot. You can't listen to uh, our show. Hello. So I've not been listening to things because even if I listen, I probably won't remember. <laughs> there is nothing relaxing about owning a day spa. Serious spa owners know that being in the spa business isn't for the weak. And the lesson in this was I didn't follow my own advice. This is the Spapreneur Podcast with Ramona Rice and Lynn Graves. She is the main owner of the company. I am the COO. I get to be emotional. Right. I don't. Spapreneurs, if you knew the amount of work it took just to get us to be able to hear each other, um, it's obviously a no bones day. And if you don't know what that means, you need to go on TikTok right now and just look up Google the pug and you will find about bones. That's number one. Number two, um, I can already tell like she's going to be one of my best business buddies ever because we both love money so much. And the fact that we like to earn money to be able to do things with our families, because that to me is like incredible. Um, she's all about building wealth. And seriously, I'm just digging your vibe, Aaron. So it's Aaron with two ends, Bridgman. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's, she's so Aaron-y. She needs two ends, y'all. Um, I'm super excited about this conversation because I am a firm believer that first off, wealth and generational wealth controlled by women is so powerful mm. and it so will change our country if you're in the United States or any country you're in. And that I feel like women are still dealing with, because I believe you and I are about around, around the same ages, that um, we struggle with the idea of being wealthy. Mm-hmm. We just struggle with it. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I, um, I say wealthy women will change the world. And so it sounds like that is something that you and your audience will resonate with. And I believe that in order to become wealthy women, we have to do some internal work, um, which helps us show up in the world differently and helps us, you know, be agents of change. But then you know, statistically women are shown to be more altruistic with their money. And so as we give more money to beautifully hearted women, um, the world's going to be a better place. I look at it too, as my, as my business has grown, you know, again, we've been open 20 years. My mom started one massage room. Now we have 20 massage therapists full-time on our staff right now, mm-hmm. 7,500 square feet. Eight. Every time we, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> Some days it's great. Some days it's like, what the hell were we thinking? But what's lovely about it is I love, so there's this great book called Thou Shall Prosper by um, Rabbi Lepin, um, Daniel Lepin. He's a rabbi. And um, he talks about how it's our, it's our importance as business owners to provide opportunities in our communities. And when you create a business that where you can hire people or you can share knowledge with people, of how to either make more wealth or how to make their lives better. Because I love your whole approach. I was, I was digging through the website and I was like, okay, I'm like, okay, she wants people to make more money. Yeah. Okay. Everybody wants that. And then I was like, oh, but she wants us to do it with less hours. Yes. I love that because I think there's this misconception that we're supposed to work like 60, 70 hours a week. Mm -hmm. And it's great for people in my business because those 60, 70 hours a week, people burnout come and see us, which is, good, but as entrepreneurs, it's terrible. So I love this whole approach. I cannot wait to dive in. And I love your story. You started out as a photographer. Yes. And you took the wealth, you figured out how to become a wealthy photographer, which is not easy because people seem to think because they have iPhones that they're great photographers by themselves. And it's, and, and there's nothing like getting professional photos done 
by a really good photographer. I'll just say that it's an indulgence you should enjoy fairly often, I think, as often as you can afford it. Um, and you were able to make six figures with that business. And then you were able to take the profits from that business and crap around. And then you and your husband decided together to go into business and real estate. Is that the story? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, we were able to save up about, um, you know, I was working in higher education, really low salary, and I knew I wanted more. And so we launched into our photo phone business and scaled that to six figures within the first couple of years it existed and had $18,000 in the bank. And Brent said, we can pay off one student loan or we can buy something that will pay off all our student loans. And that was back in 2014. And that's when we started our real estate empire. Amazing. And I love that foresight because I just got done paying. I was, I was telling you off air, you know, I'm closing on my house tomorrow. Yay. Um, in order to get a house, it's really important to not have credit card debt. And I inherited that when I married my husband because he had credit card debt and I knew that going in. So paying that off was an important value to me. But I love the fact that you were like, we're not going to be afraid of the student loan over here because we're going to take the investment. And yes, we could quickly pay off a student loan or we could take this investment, take a risk and pay off everything. And it's a risk. And I think that's the first thing for a lot of women is that the risk is scary and they don't know how to handle it. Yep. Yes, for sure. And if you're an entrepreneur, you got to be really comfortable with risk. So let's go through this. So your husband comes to you and it, so it was his idea to invest in the real estate. Mm-hmm. How, yes. how did you feel about that at first? You know, Brent, so Brent was a, a a bigger pockets podcast junkie. He was reading the books. He was just immersed in it. And our conversations, you know, this was early on in our marriage and talked a lot about real estate. And this is a funny story, but uh, he just, when he gets something in his mind, he just kind of like, you know, really like goes for it a lot. And I said, you know, one night I said, you know what, Brent, and we were living in a college town And, and so I said, you know, if you really, really want to do this real estate thing, like I'll get on board, like I will figure out how to like, you know, push down my fear and let's go for it. And I'm not kidding you. The next morning I woke up, he wasn't in bed and he called me and and he was like, I was like, where are you? And he was on his bike looking for our first investment property. And that week that we pended our, our first place. So (laughs) we didn't waste much time. No. And I think that's the key is that when you finally make the big, brave decision, you can't wait because if you wait, that fear will come crawling right back in. It'll root deeper because it's like, Oh wait, they almost made a decision. Let me root deeper. I I love this. So now you've taken what you, and so how many investments do you even know how many investment properties y'all have done? I'm just curious how many we have done. Um, or how many do you have now? Or like, because I know you've transitioned. So obviously you're not for photo- You're not taking photos professionally anymore. Correct. That right. aspect of your life is done. So you're no yeah. longer in the, what I would call a service. So my whole jam is I really want to teach my, my, my people how they don't have to necessarily be trapped in a treatment room in order to make money. Yeah. That is perfectly okay for them because I have not done a massage professionally since 2003. I went to school. It's great that I have that background, but I don't do that. Do you have a photography business anymore? Or you sold that or how, you know, yeah, so we basically, we, um, 
we archived the photography and photo business. And um, I know we were talking before this about the idea of multiple streams of revenue and that's Mm -hmm. a big thing that um, I believe in. And so um, as I was scaling this coaching business and my personal brand, um, the photography business was really funding that. And now that, you know, my coaching business is very stable and producing good revenue and we have the real estate company, um, photography is no longer in alignment for our lifestyle and, and needed for cash flow. Um, so yeah, we no longer do photography and I definitely believe in helping people raise above exchanging their time for money. And, um, that's kind of written all over my site, but I mean, as far as real estate goes, I would say, you know, in the past eight months, we've, our, our company has purchased 60 homes, 60. So it's insane. Um, and then, you know, there's within that, uh, Bruns and I own or co-own, um, just under 20 properties. That's insane. I have one rental property and I'm like, no, here rental. I have a great property management company. Thank God. And they handle it. And it's, it, that is the best hundred bucks I spent a month because I don't want to yes. do any of it. Yeah. I love that. But I love this. And I love this because you took the option of, because there's a couple things you could have chosen to do if you wanted to be a day-to-day manager of this photography business. But I love how you were like, it does not align with where my family is now. And I think it's too often with entrepreneurs in general, particularly women, men, they, men are different. Let's just talk about women. Okay. Those of us who have female energy, we understand that our seasons change. Like I, I you know, I could make a lot more money with Spopreneur right now, Aaron. I really could. I deliberately don't work as hard in it because I have three teenagers, one with special needs. And I'm like, I need to be there for yeah. them right now because yeah. I have a good five years with them left. And then they're adults. Right. And then that's my time too. If I want to ramp it up or do whatever I want to. And I think that's what I think needs to be said is it, yes, wealth money is fantastic. Money's my favorite. It lets me buy cool things. It lets me live where I want to and experience cool things and do things for my friends and family and my community. However, the other nice thing about having that wealth and having that cash flow is it allows you to live the lifestyle you want to live. And whether it be, and we've all learned this like after last year, I think a lot of priorities shifted and we're like, we don't necessarily need stuff. We need time with our family or time with the people we like or time with our dog or whatever it is. So I love this that you let go of the photography business in order to go after what was your heart and soul were calling to you. And we'll talk about the coaching in a minute, but the real estate, because real estate can be very scary for people. And there's a lot of like people right now, I was telling you, like we were able to get, you know, the market and all that stuff. And it's frightening, but I, I, I think it's like, once you buy a house, then if you buy another one or another property, cause I'm assuming it's not just houses, it's probably multifamily dwellings and yep. office I buildings. Mean, yeah. Are, we love those as many as you can get of like multiple doors is, is makes a lot of yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right. So your husband handles that. I'm assuming that aspect of your business for you. The real estate. Yeah. We are both in the real estate together. And okay. so we kind of, um, and we have two companies basically within that. Um, so, and we are quickly growing our team. So by the end of the year, we'll probably have five people working for us full time. Um, so, but I have certain aspects in there where I'm, I'm the main designer and do staging and personnel and strategy. Um, he's in it more. Um, and then we both do like the real estate education stuff together. Awesome. Okay. So that's the cool real estate stuff. Let's, let's get to the really fun things. Yeah. So you decide, how did you decide to jump? So we were a photographer, mm-hmm. we were real estate moguls, building our portfolio, you know, building our family, all that stuff. 
you were still doing photography to fund the coaching business. Let's talk about the coaching business because the coaching business, I was on that website. I know you're like saying you may be changing things up. It's beautiful. Number one, but number two, I just loved the messaging and just the idea of like, wait a minute, we don't have to work as hard to make as much money. I loved this. Yes. Yeah. So I, you know, the, the coaching business evolved out of looking at my own story and seeing what I had learned and what I wish I could have learned faster. And just being a huge believer in women and empowering women. I was doing that in my setting in higher education. And so it was just kind of a natural transition. And then I've been, you know, building that um, coaching business for about five years. And throughout my years of working with women have just really found this sweet spot, this like place of alignment and passion and also need for my client and really drilling into money. And how do you think about money? How do you manage money? If you're a business owner, you should be making money. You should be paying yourself. It's not a hobby. And so that's kind of where I I put a lot of my focus and, and time inside of my coaching business. Okay. What type of women, uh, all right. What kind of mistakes do you see women entrepreneurs make? Because I think this is universal. It doesn't matter if they're in the spa space, like my audience is, or just in general, what do you see as like the mistake women entrepreneurs are making right now, as far as their business and growing? Yes. Particular to money. Mm -hmm. Okay. So a couple of things I, I, I think, you know, many times I hear women say, I'm not, I just am not a numbers person. I'm not good with money. I'm not good with numbers. I'm not good with math. And, um, that to me is a limiting belief that you just keep instilling into yourself. And so then you keep then what we believe and think we then create action out of. So then we avoid our numbers. We're not organized. And so right away, this belief of, I don't, I don't know numbers. I don't know math. I outsource that to my partner or to a bookkeeper or whatever, um, isn't very helpful because, um, nobody's born. First of all, like you aren't born knowing math. You're not born knowing that it's some, it's a skill you attain. And so, um, I love to help people really like make that shift in their thinking. Um, and I I do, I, I do my shifts around money with this, combination of diving in deep into mindset, but also empowering you with management tools. Um, And so as you see yourself reconciling your books and forecasting and doing all of these things, you become more empowered in your mindset. And so, yeah, I think that one of the biggest things is saying, I'm not a numbers person. I don't know how to do math. This is a big mistake that I um, hear people believing. And then as far as like management stuff, I think, um, a lot of what I see is, um, people don't prepare for taxes. Um, and so then they get big tax bills that are, they're not prepared for. And so that's one of the things that I always am helping people like we predict your finance, your, your taxes, you open a business bank account for your taxes so that you are not surprised by an $18,000, um, payment that's happened to Brent and I years ago. And so I'll never do that again. And I want every woman who ever works with me to never have that. And then also I see that women do not pay themselves consistently. And they often pay themselves last. Yeah, I am a big believer in, and I hired right at the beginning of stage of Spotpreneur, um, a, a profit first coach who's who's like my money guru, Amber Duggar. I love her. And she helped me again reframe my um 
viewpoint of money. And I will say Amber now only handles super high end clients. So uh, she is very, very, very expensive, worth every penny. But um, what I loved about hiring coach for myself, Aaron, was that it was that accountability piece I needed, but it was somebody who could hold my hand while I was learning how to not be that person who was scared of numbers. Cause I used to be scared to open my bank account. I used to be scared of, um, you know, going to the grocery store with my kids. And I don't know if you know this, but I lost my first husband in 2016, very suddenly. So I had to learn everything very quickly. And so because of that, um, you know, I hired somebody to help me learn these things and develop these skills. And so I use profit first for me because again, uncle Sam's going to get his y'all. He will always get his and, and it's the worst feeling. You know, I love it when I have to pay taxes, Aaron. I mean, I don't want to pay as more than I need to, but I love it because it means I've been successful. Yep. You know, and, and I think we need to reframe that, but I love this limiting belief. Let's, let's let's dive into this a little bit more. My mother has said this, my very successful mother who owns a seven figure day spa has said, I'm not a generous person. And I'm actually dealing with this right now because my stepfather, he's great, but he's an engineer. And so he's doing our company finances. And sometimes I think he makes them overly complicated on purpose, not to be mean, but that's the way he thinks. And it's not like a business person. It's very strange. And so I'm having to like pry the hands off so that we can actually run it like not that we don't run it like a business, but it, we do, but it's just, it's just, it's different than the person who's day in, day out in there. I do not believe in outsourcing your financials. Mm-hmm. Um, I do not believe in, yes, hire a bookkeeper. That's fine. But every month, honestly, every day, I like to look at my financials. I like to know what's going in and out because number one, mistakes are made. But number two, um, I think that celebrates the money. And I think we need to get to a place where like, Every time, Aaron, I'm not kidding. I bring a deposit out for the the cash. I rub the cash. I pet the cash. I love yes. the cash. I say th- I say thank you to the cash, and then I lovingly place it in a place of honor before I take it to the bank because I am sending that out to the universe. I don't care if y'all think it's woo woo. I don't think you care if it's crazy. You're like you're worshiping money. I'm not worshiping money. I'm respecting the money that the universe has provided. That yes. customers trusted us enough with their care that they've given us cash with dead presidents on it. Okay. And I say, thank you. (laughs) Uh, You know, but this whole idea, I love this. I love this whole idea of I'm not a numbers person is the most bullshit thing. And I never hear men say it. I have never heard a man say that ever. Right. I think we're conditioned, right? Oh yeah, totally. Women that, yep. And then we keep perpetuating that story. Yes. And and it's dangerous because again, in order for us to change things that we need to change within our cultures and society, wherever you are. And if you want to, one of the things we have to do is control the pocketbooks. That's the way it works y'all. And you can, again, my audience is some of them are very, I am a holistic healer. I care about the healing. That's great, but it's really easy to heal someone more easily. If you're not worried about paying rent at the end of the month. Right. Money yes. is power. Money is power. And, um, yep. When women yep. have that and when they harness it, they become more powerful, more impactful. And I think you become better at your job because again, you're not able to, you're not worried about things. So you're able to, when you're with a client, no matter what kind of service it is, cause I know you work with service base and product, but you work with all kinds of different businesses, but I have found that with working with my spot printers, I have one in particular. She is amazing. Her name's Bailey. And um, she recently this year bought a building. She mm. bought a building. And so she has her own practice inside of it. And she's renting out the rooms. Like this is making your heart sing. You're going, yes, this is exactly what I like to hear. Okay. Yes. So then she's decided, she goes, I'm going to teach somebody how to do some of my clients because I'm so booked up. 
and there's times where my room is empty. That's the kind of thinking you need to think about. You need to think about if my room is empty, how can I get more money out of that room? I can't add any more massages. I don't want to add any more massages. Yes, you could raise your rates and you should. All of you probably should be raising your rates like right now. But the other thing is that utilize the resources you have in a way that makes sense for you. So I am all about this. And I absolutely agree. I feel like women, you know, it's really difficult. Again, I'm a Gen X person. (laughs) That's the generation I grew up in. And it's still hard for me sometimes, even as a business owner to go pay me more, pay me what I'm worth. And I'm working on that paradigm because it's like, you don't want to look like you're greedy. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yes. There's, there's a story behind that. And as I work with women and we have these things that surface, these limiting beliefs, and there's common ones out there, um, whether it's I'm not worthy or I have to work really hard in order to make money or money is icky. Rich people are, you know, they have this evilness to them. There's, those are like very common ones, but you got to drill into like, where did that come from? Where did that, cause you've lived however old your audience person, you know, if they're 30 or 40 or whatever, you've lived 30, 40 years kind of with that story on repeat. And so in order to change that, we've got to really dig into like, where did that come from? Where is, what is that limiting belief? And how do we write a new story that's going to serve you better there? Yeah. And it's hard. I think a lot of times, you know, entrepreneurial books don't talk about that. Mm -hmm. Number one, because they're written by men. I'm not picky on men. Let me be very clear. I love men. I love my male partners that are in my business, my male massage therapist. I love my male listeners listening right now. Thank you so much, all of y'all who are listening right now. Um, but it's fundamental about women in that, you know, I remember growing up. Yes, there was office Barbie. I have her literally in my corner. She's my favorite Barbie, but she wasn't an entrepreneur. She was the secretary. Yeah. And that's what she was. That's the way the office was set up. I'm like, no, this is a lobby. This isn't a looking back at it. It's like, huh, interesting. And so I think that I love this and I want to encourage spapreneurs, whether it be from Aaron or like we've had the lovely Emily King on the show or Amber Duggar, whoever it is. And I know, you know, Emily, she's, she's fantastic and about to have a baby. About to have a a baby. I love her. If y'all have not done the numbers thing with her and knowing your numbers and what kind of style money person you are, you need to go do it right now. I'll put, uh, make sure my content manager puts a link of that episode. She was the most fun. Yes. Love her anyway. Um, but I will say this. I think it's worth your time to spend time every week learning about your money story, unpacking it and making it work for the stage of life you're in now. So the stage of life you're in now, for example, is you're in debt. First off, stop being ashamed of the debt and then come up with a plan to get rid of the debt and thank the debt because it served you at some point for some reason. And I think there's a lot of shame, like, oh, I have credit card debt. Oh, I have student loan debt. No, you invested in yourself, especially the student loan debt. You invested in yourself to make yourself better. Like, thank that. And then go out there and make the money to pay it off. I love it. Yep. And I, that's why I teach that you should be in your numbers, um, on a weekly basis. And, um, I love how you said, you know, hire a bookkeeper. And I think it's really important to nuance that, um, even if you hire a bookkeeper, 
it still means that you sit in the CFO role of your business. And a bookkeeper is, you know, someone who can reconcile your transactions. They can do the nitty gritty work of um, your QuickBooks and all of that. But you as a CFO of your company need to be reviewing your PL sheets. You need to be making decisions around what can I outsource given what's coming in. You need to not just look at what's coming in, but you need to do forecasting. You need to understand what you're paying yourself and how can you increase um, your salary. And one of the things that I'm really passionate about is not just being the CFO of your business, but being the CFO of your life. And this is where, you know, I don't really care. I mean, I do care. I want and I work and help people with pricing strategy and all that around making more money in your business. But who cares if you make more money in your business, if it doesn't impact you personally? Um, And so I, and through my system I've created, we really look at what are your personal goals? What's your current lifestyle? What do you want to improve? What do you want to improve around in generosity? And how do we start having your business fund your personal life because I want to help women grow their wealth. I love this. It's one of the these first things I do when I'm working with a spapreneur is I ask them, okay, let's talk about your household budget. Let's talk about your household needs. And I like to do what I call four walls budget, which is like the basics that if you know there was an apocalypse, you still have, you know, like again, 2020 with day spas, everything shut down for us. And so what is that basic budget to keep like food on the table, you know, power on clothes on your body, getting transportation to work, like those, you know, roof over your head, that kind of thing. And then what is that amazing life you want to live? And I'm always surprised too, when they're working so hard and then they realize, wait a minute, if I had a budget, I wouldn't have to work as hard. I'm already making plenty of money. It's such an eye opener because then they realize with the extra money, they then have to get the brave muscles to be like you and say, okay, we can take this $18,000 and invest it in a property. Because that's scary because a lot of us remember that 2008 crash, but I got to tell y'all the smartest people during that were the people who had the cash ready to buy houses that were foreclosed upon. I am buying a house that was foreclosed upon and the investor bought it, put the improvements he needed in it. He bought it for 197. I'm paying 333 for it. That's a huge amount. And he rented it out for the two years while he was improving it. Like, like, and I'm, and I'm, I'm making it more simple than it needs to be real estate is very simple, but it can be very convoluted. So that's a whole different podcast. And you need to like get coaching on that immediately if you're going to do that sort of thing. But what it proves is that we need our money to work with us. Mm-hmm. And I'm the believer, Aaron, of every dollar that comes into my universe has a job. Even if that job is, it will pay for Starbucks in the morning. That is its job. And I let it do its job. But I think too often, particularly, actually, this is all entrepreneurs. They just see, ooh, I made $87 an hour on a massage. It's like, no, you did not. Your business did. Now let's divide that up where it needs yeah. to go. And they don't do it. And it just, and then they wonder why they're broke. Yeah. I'm like you're broke because your money has no job. It's just out there. Yep. There is power and knowledge. And when we say that we aren't a numbers person, like back to that, then we aren't doing the work to see, okay, if it was $87 for that service. Um, how much did it cost you to make that? Like, what did you have to pay? What do you have to set aside in taxes? How much of that are you actually pulling into your 
salary into your monthly draw. And so I love helping people just like, let's see your revenue. Let's see your fixed expenses, your variable expenses. Let's identify your tax and your salary. Um, and, and let that all really make sense. I believe in really sexy, beautiful spreadsheets. Um, and so, and then helping those really like, yeah, give you the knowledge that you need um, to make powerful decisions. I love it. I love it. So if somebody is looking for a coach, um, is it just money you mindset you work on? How do you work with your clients? Because I know you've got a new um, cohort of people starting up in January that you're yes. seeking great women for this. So explain your program and all that stuff because I'm interested. I'm just curious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for the um, the money mastermind, that's sort of my foundational, um, how you kind of enter into my world. And inside of that is um, we do, like I said, I really believe in the pairing of a mindset and management work. And so we dig into understanding um what has been your money journey, your childhood, adolescence, and adulthood. We think through your whole money journey. We um, identify your sacred money archetype. I know Emily is big on that. Um, We do an abundance tracking where we set a manifestation goal and we individually are working towards that as well as a group, just really powerful stuff in the mindset unpacking. Um, It's been really interesting just to see what, what arises for people deep, deep things that people have in their like skeletons in their closet that they're like, Ooh, if I work through this, like I'm going to be a changed person. And so that side of things. So we work on that alongside of reconciling your PL sheet, creating what I call, I have a CFO spreadsheet where we identify your current revenue, what identifying projections and taxes and salary and then it goes all into your personal. So what are your, uh, what's your bu- monthly budget? What's your monthly improved budget? Like with the lifestyle that you want to live, um, what's your short-term savings plan? And then how do we really work towards those long-term goals? And often people's long-term goals is becoming debt-free, but building up bigger savings, going on the vacation or buying the dream home, those types of things. And that, how motivating if you can actually see the work that you're doing in your business impacting those big dreams that you have and so that's what we do inside of the the money mindset and then from there people can work with me vip for vip days or one-on-one and we we can start strategizing your offers and your sales and your pricing and all that to to make your money dreams come true even more Love it. Her name is Erin Bridgman. Um, this has been the best conversation I've had in a while because again, money's my favorite and money's my favorite again, it's entrepreneurs. Cause what's rule number one, we're going to pause, let them scream it out. That's right. Don't fuck with the money. Um, cause the real reason, again, reminder, what don't fuck with the money means is that we pay our vendors on time. We pay our personnel, people, our employees on time and at a good living rate. We are not slumlords. Um, we pay our taxes on time and fairly because guess what? That's how you get roads and schools. And as the wife of an educator, I say, yes, please pay our teachers more because they work hard. Um, and it's also means that we are accepting the fact that we are worthy of mm-hmm. making as much money as we want and need and desire. And there are three different things there. So if you are struggling with this, reach out to Erin. She is not paying me to say this. We literally just met today. Uh, But I'm just saying, I know me working with a money mindset coach like this was the biggest improvement because y'all this week I have spent more money on furniture and everything, but I'm not stressed about it because it's like, well, I have the money. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, here's the credit card. Let's go. And then guess what? That credit card gets paid up and I get points on Amazon. It's the best thing. Erin, where can they go to discover you, to meet you, all those things? Yes. I hang out a lot on Instagram. So you can find me on Instagram. Don't forget the two N's in my name. So at E-R-I-N-N underscore Bridgman, B-R-I-D-G-M-A-N, no E on bridge. And also just head to my website. That's where you can see a ton about um, what I have going on. Um, I'm opening up the mastermind in um, January. So you can get on the wait list if you're interested in learning more. And thank you so much for having this conversation. And I'm excited for your spapreneurs to be able to dive into their money mindset and um, maybe uncover something through this episode. Yes, definitely. Now, this is the most appropriate question for you. Because I always in every, every podcast interview with this, with, with guests, what is making you feel wealthy today, Erin? What makes me feel wealthy today? Ugh, I love that. Um, it makes me feel wealthy to have, you know, the time and money freedom that I desire. So I feel like I'm really living the lifestyle I, I hope for. I get time during the day to be with Ava because my job, I, I've, you know, gotten to this place where I don't have to exchange you know, time for money. And so, um, I feel like my lifestyle makes me feel very wealthy living in my dream home, having people in the, in my personal life, helping me with laundry and food prep and all that so that I can be in my zone of genius, um, makes me feel, um, yeah, incredibly wealthy. I, I, I love that answer. And again, her name is Erin Bridgman, two ends. Um, head over to her website. I will have all the links on this on spapreneur.com. Really quick, I need to let y'all know that I'm part of the, um, the Massage Boss Summit. I believe it's November 9th. I should have it up on my screen, but I don't. But I check it out. Um, it's free to attend. And there's a bunch of us in this space talking about fun things. I will be talking about, for those of you with multiple people in your practice, um, how to develop really great corporate culture. Because there's a reason I have massage therapists that have stayed with me 20 years. There's a reason. Because they love working here. And that's the secret to success as well, is that you don't want turnover. Because this it's so expensive to have to hire and rehire people. Just keep the people you have. Retention, retention, retention. But if you want more information about that or Aaron or any of our guests and our archive of amazing spotpreneur episodes, because Aaron admitted she went down to the depths and heard a sussy episode. Ooh, um, <laughs> you can head to spotpreneur.com. And Aaron, thank you so much again for being such a fantastic de- guest. Yes, it was wonderful to be here. Thank you so much. Need more actionable steps to get your spa headed in the right direction? Head to spapreneur.com where we've got the tools, tricks, and methods to make your spa as successful as it can be. Spapreneur.com. Spapreneur.com.